Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Andrew Cohen. Since 1997, Andrew has been the CEO and managing partner of Evoke, an award-winning digital transformation company that partners with their clients to build modern workplace solutions for nearly every common organizational and technological challenge imaginable. In 2019, Andrew launched the Evoke Engage division, which focuses on automation and streamlining processes, and he joined NetSureit at the beginning of 2022, and this now allows NetSureit to provide their clients with guidance and solutions on using technology to maximize ROI. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Andrew thanks, Cohen. Man. Hey, thanks for having me, Ed. Nice to meet you. Well, first off, Andrew, why do you do what you do? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, it goes back to, I mean, I'll keep it brief, because, <laughs> but in terms of, uh, you know, what I do for a living in terms of how I got there, I was a former college athlete and, you know, then I, and I was a fine art major in college. So I always was passionate about like art and creative and then as I started finding how to uh, define a career path, I wanted to do something I was really interested in and, help, you know, uh, be almost like a change agent. So when from going from design, I was always entrepreneurial in spirit. So I started my own business very early on, like as early as like I think 1997. And then we started growing the business over the years. And then while well, I do what I do, I'm just passionate about trying to always adapt to the changes that are out there from technology as well as from the kind of the trends. So we moved from just a creative agency into technology during the dot-com era. And then from that, we started entering into other areas of helping companies on the uh, internal frameworks, what we call the enterprise space. So we were very fortunate enough to have some really large enterprise clients right out of the gate. And we still work with small to medium businesses, but I was really excited to be able to understand technology, how it changes so rapidly, always look with how we can adapt and increase our, our opportunities by adding things into our portfolio. And, you know, still on the foundational, creative, uh, user experience world that I came from, is still passionate of mine. I was, you know, it, but now it's all been moved so heavily into our dynamic technologies type of solutions. So it's just very much of a exciting thing. Every day is a new challenge, a new way of doing things, and a new way of kind of uncovering opportunities and trying to help clients do more with, with less, essentially. And tell me about the business automation assessment that you guys do. Sure, sure. Well, that's good. Uh, you mentioned uh, at the upfront of this, so we were acquired by NetSurit at the end of 2021, started in 2022. And part of, uh, we were doing a thing called Evoke Engage back in the day, which was uh, before we became part of NetSurit. And that was about automation and really working with just understanding the power platform in the Microsoft space. You know, so we really were embracing that technology. And especially with COVID, it really allowed us to understand how companies are working in uh, disparate kind of uh, time zones across, to, you know, out of an office type of work. So we're really helping companies like synchronize and build those kind of processes so they can do more work efficiently. And then when I, we joined NetSuret, we launched it as innovation as a service. So it became like a monthly type of uh, subscription model where we could work with companies on an ongoing basis to find process automation and improvements and things that we can do with their technology investment. We call it leveraging your investment. And, Prior to even engaging in that, we do what we call this uh, ideation uh, workshop assessment. It's a free one-hour workshop that I do with opportunities, companies that we've engaged with past the initial discovery, trying to identify if there's an opportunity, what they're challenged with. Then we do this one-hour workshop where we ideate together, define the multiple opportunities and use cases that could exist in their environment and what they want to achieve. And that could be internal as well as external customer-facing needs that they have. 
And then we do after that is we apply a framework around that to define what's the most feasible, most cost-effective ones they could deliver, which has the highest impact on the business. And then we provide that as a report and determine if we're going to have an opportunity to work together. But we put a lot of time up front internally, you know, with the client to show that we're invested in their business before we're even engaged. So I have a question for you regarding that. Obviously, these these companies have have implemented these solutions previously, but they don't get the most out of them. And you talk about maximizing ROI. What stops them? They they they, they spend some money and then they stop. What 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 stops them from getting the the maximum ROI from the solutions that they already do implement? That's a good question. We a lot of the companies we work with of all sizes, from the small to medium business all the way to enterprise. They have all these licenses in place, and we're in the Microsoft stack heavily in terms of the Microsoft 365 space. And they might be using maybe 15 to 20% of it. So they have really low user adoption. And then they don't have the internal stakeholders or the, or the capacity to even deliver an innovation. So what we call, and when we engage with a customer, it's more a perpetual innovation, perpetual agility. So we can come in and be their essentially their team that just can execute on these innovation ideas ongoing. So if they have this digital transformation ideas in place and they want to build a roadmap, we help support that, build a strategy around it, and then help leverage, they can leverage our team to execute against those. And then, as you said, I think briefly about, we also have what we call return and innovation guarantee. So we're very well vested into this um, opportunities with our customers. So when we define a use case, we work on the ROI metrics together. We determine what's the, what we're going to be measured against. And if we don't hit that mark, we have to keep working for several months to, until we achieve it uh, free on us. So that's really kind of like we want to, again, have skin in the game with our customers. And then it's a shared experience in terms of what has the biggest impact on their business. And you mentioned that you use a subscription model. I assume that means also you don't bill by the hour. Um, so, so tell me more about why do you think the, the the importance of the subscription model in the work that you do? Again, you know, we looked at this. We still do project work, and then I find that we give them give a lot more value when we go to the subscription model. One, it's just we have a locked in kind of a team. There's an ongoing cadence working together. There's weekly and monthly reviews, what we're doing, what the solutions we're implementing, and these are anything from no code to low code type of solutions and some pro code solutions as well. So it's all working with them as a high engaged model. And if you go on an hourly kind of framework, it's really kind of a start stop type of methodology. Budgets can increase. We can spread that cost over a course of a 12 month cycle versus like three giant milestone payments. And then, you know, we're looking at engagements that go anywhere from one to three years with this innovation. And we call it, like I said, perpetual innovation. So the fact that we're highly engaged, we're constantly looking at ways to improve the solutions we build in. We work against the prioritization list that we built together with the customer. And then we're just going executing one after the next as we go forward. So sticking with that model versus a start and stop project seems to work really well with the customers or even the ones who are hired us initially as a projects, they start finding other additional opportunities. And they realize, you know what, it's a lot better if we move to the innovation service, because not only can we keep delivering or have that ROI guarantee against each of these solutions. And then it's just an ongoing agile type of a relationship. And Andrew, we have an exit question. We ask all of our guests and that is who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? I had to write down some because, you know, this is a really good, you know, I never, you know, everyone says their dad, you know, and I, I he has, he is a hero of mine, but I had like, an, I'm just going to go briefly into different things that I think are, important. When I used to be a kid, mythology was big for me. So I always Hercules, no stories of great heroes and the kind of the hero's journey, the hero's path. So I really love that kind of thing from conquering. Then I have from the legendary uh, historical ones like Alexander the Great, just because what he did at such a young age and I was able to almost conquer the entire world, the known world. 
And then really it's just um, athletics. I was a big athlete my whole life. So the last one, I know yes for one, but I had to split it up a little bit. <laughs> and it's uh, Maradona. I was a soccer player and I was at the World Cup in 1986 watching that with my father. And that's when Maradona won the World Cup essentially on his own. <laughs> and so just remember the kind of ability and the passion he displayed on the field and the skill. It actually can bring tears to your eyes. And it's just and he, he was uh, recently passed away, but just his legacy lives on forever, especially whether in Argentina or just anyone who loves soccer and understands the game. He just seen someone with that kind of a skill and that kind of passion. It's just special to me. And lastly, Andrew, how can somebody contact you? Uh, yeah, thanks, Ed. Uh, you can reach me at uh, just go to www.netsurit.com and that's N E T S U I R T R I T dot com. It's a tough one to spell. And uh, there's a whole section on the innovation platform. There's an opportunity there to uh, book a session with me and other team members of my uh, at the company. But typically, I run those ideation sessions that I mentioned before, the free session. You'll probably work with me on that. And that's a great way to contact us. All right. And we will put a link directly to that free assessment in the show notes. Andrew Cohen, thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thanks, Ed. Thanks again for having me. Have a great one. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.